This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Good Morning Liberty. Yeah! Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Lawrence Thompson. How's it going today, Charlie? It's going great. Good. We have um, people in the live group. Their kids are listening this morning. So, Nate, you watch that dirty potty mouth of yours. I will. I will. I would never. I would never yeah. do anything like that. Hello, everyone well, I don't know who's how to listening. Watch it, but you listen for that. You're gonna watch. You shut my your mouth. mouth. You can see it. You what? You're actually has to be the one to watch my yeah. mouth, and I'll watch yours. And you shut it yeah. if anything negative comes out. Anyway, this is Good Morning Liberty, where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. A show your kids can listen to live. Now that we're on the radio, <laughs> and we. Uh, we don't say any any bad words Mm-mm. anymore. So no. we never would because you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Ever. Plus my mom was Ever. That's right. That's yeah. right, too. Okay, so. And anyone who says bad words in front of their moms, they have no integrity. We talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Look up, integral, ever, look up the integral episode from yesterday. I've never intentionally cursed in front of my mom before. Really? Never. Mm. Not in my whole life. Me neither. All right, we got a few <laughs> things on the list today, it's Thursday. We get Dumbleep of the Week early tomorrow, and then Charlie's gone doing God knows what. His number one job in life is to not do this podcast. Mm. And so he's going to be gone. Although most for days the week. I am here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. So you fail every day, but you're finally <laughs> going to succeed next week at your goal in life. Guess where I'm going? Um, I don't know. You don't remember? Yeah, you're going to you're going to Sin City. Mm, going to Vegas, baby. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. I'm mainly working, but mainly bring back some money. <clears throat> I will. Yeah, I want you I'm to come back with gonna... more money than you left with, which happens because I'll go play some poker. There you go. I'll just try to avoid the table games. Only play poker. <laughs> Do not fall into the trap. It is the only game you control <laughs> at the casino. All the other ones statistically are not in your favor. Yeah. All right. You get you, to make the call. On poker's poker. not for most people either, but I usually know. I'll, I increase my bankroll in poker and then I go gamble it and then I go back and play poker and then I go gamble it. Yeah. You know, let's but just, hey, let's just make some money instead. I gamble with other people's money that I win at poker. House money. All right. Let's talk about some important things. Now we've been saying, we'll talk about a couple things quickly today. First thing, a little bit of good news that came in later yesterday. We did White Pill Wednesday yesterday, but I hadn't seen this. A federal judge has temporarily blocked uh, portions. The, it's I haven't found the portions. So the governor yeah. said a, a judge blocked portions of New Mexico's gov, uh, gun ban. And I haven't seen anyone list out what the portions are because mm. there's only like a couple things anyway. Uh, but a federal judge temporarily blocking now it's only a temporary order it's only a 30-day order probably block the word the in that's in there because that is now copyrighted by ohio state that's right the ohio state the can't say that all right so that's a bit of good news you know all these things you know babylon b had something to say about this this morning which i said oh yeah that that was was good so funny the uh the headline was uh the governor temporarily suspends the first amendment to prevent people from complaining com- about <laughs> her temporarily suspending the second amendment. <laughs> yeah. It was good. So now New Mexico, the first two amendments. Yeah. It's pretty good. By emergency powers. But we still are not going to be forced to quarter soldiers in our homes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The third, I am a third amendment supporter. I am too. Very important amendment. Yes. <laughs> so Well, not. No, but all the, uh, this is a good thing. Actual good thing. All these things came together. Federal, federal judge blocking this clearly unconstitutional thing, okay? And then on top of that, the attorney general in New Mexico said that they were not going to back them up on this. Uh, so that's pretty pretty good. The attorney general is supposed to be the one that argues in favor of the government. 
Uh, but they were like, no, that's, it's not constitutional. Um, They're in elected position too. Yeah. Also yeah. elected. Also the police not enforcing it. Except Sta- for the one sitting next to him, next to her. None of them enforcing it at all. Good. So uh, state police, even none of they're like, Mm-mm. Nope. Not going to do it. Not going after guys with guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, they, and they all know it's unconstitutional. Everyone said, yeah, well, yeah, we swore an oath to the Constitution. And, so you're saying I the mean, pill got whiter. The pill yesterday. actually got better since we talked about it yesterday. And as we mentioned the first time we talked about this, this was just litigated, litigated in the Supreme Court case. I think it was last year in New York, maybe. Yeah. The, the New York case. And so everyone's got a very fresh memory on this and they all know that this is clearly unconstitutional. Mm. So no one wants to come in and back this up. And it kind of feels like this crazy system we have still, I love it when it actually kicks in and prevents some tyranny from happening mm-hmm. every, every now and then. Although it's, they, it's cool. although part of me, let me be pessimistic here, which doesn't happen Great. often. Okay. Part of me is like, okay, they go so far and then like they get backed up a little bit, but then mm-hmm. the next time they'll go farther and they get backed up a little bit. It'll be like a go. net loss of liberty. Yeah, because mm-hmm. look, he blocks portions of it. Like the federal judge that came it's like literally one sentence. This is unconstitutional. Yeah. Done. Bang. Done. That's it. You know? I don't know what the portions are. I had, I haven't uh, seen it. I looked well, at no one knows. I looked at portions. several articles this morning and I did not see it. Uh, so that's my bad for not get enough uh, to uh, to back up all the info something i said we were going to talk about I, I got a couple words to say on this and the, first off charlie i want to say a word about principles and even though like let's say you hate a company or disagree with them and everything that they do when you have principles in a scenario uh, then you can defend someone's right to do something or defend this entire system itself, even though you might hate the company or the person that the, that the government is going after. And so this has to do with the United States versus Google and the antitrust case. Google has, um, they don't like us very much. Mm-mm. I'll just say that we got our strikes on YouTube. Um, shadow bands. It's been pretty, it's been pretty bad. Now we're not, we're not just blaming other people, you know, saying that we have no responsibility in the matter. Of course, uh, but our last, even our last YouTube short, you know how many views it got? Five. It got 20. 20. 20 views. Five times four. You yeah. Let me finish. <laughs> even the band, even our shadow band TikTok got way more than that, uh, which of course we've get let out of that and, and back. It's been kind of weird. And um, so YouTube, they, they uh, censor a lot of things, mm-hmm. especially once you get those strikes piling up. You can't handle the truth. They don't like basically. it. And, uh, and, but that does not mean that I want the government to come in and break them up or take away any of their rights to be a competitor in the market. Now think at all. about yesterday's conversation. I'm curious at all if Google didn't comply with some of Size's requests. Well, and now there's an antitrust case against them. I don't think so because this was started three years ago. It's just now getting the trial, mm. but they started this uh, lawsuit three years ago or a little over three years ago, I believe. Could be. I mean, maybe it had something to do with it because COVID was still going at that time. But Google's always been pretty hardcore on these things. So I don't know. This, uh, uh, the, um, what's her name? Lena Khan, I think is her name. Khan is her last name. I can't remember what her first name is. She basically hates all business and, um, She's been. She's the one who went went after uh, Meta because they were trying to buy a fitness app to put in the metaverse, and that it might hinder future apps that could potentially pop up. And if they already have one, then they'd be killing that market before it started. You know, stupid stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into this. The Justice Department's case is we don't aimed- know anybody doing fitness. You know? No. Yeah. The uh, the DOJ's case is aimed at Google search and whether the company has used illegal agreements to sideline its rivals and harmed consumers and advertisers in the process. Google pays billions of dollars to Apple, for example, to be the default search engine on the Safari browser. Google grew up... Dr- now, that's really the main part of this problem right now is that it's they pay Apple and they also pay... They, they also have it on Android phones. 
I was going to say they also pay Google. Um, they <laughs> they also have it they on pay themselves <laughs> on Android phones and all the others to be the uh, the default browser. Uh, and you can like they're the default search on their default browser because I still use Safari. Some people have Chrome mm-hmm. on their phones, I guess. Yeah. I just use Safari on my phone. Is it bad? I got both. Depends on what I need to yeah. do. Anyway, um, because they're the default, that means that they're ex- exercising some kind of monopoly power. Mm-hmm. And apparently... That they made an agreement with, with another company. Yeah. Now, what I wonder is, if this like, is <laughs> illegal for them to do, why isn't it illegal for Apple to take Google's money and make them the default browser? Like, what law is Apple breaking and taking money from Google and making Google their default search engine yeah. on their browser. There's not one is the answer mm. because they clearly can't point to the law. They just say, oh, with Apple, you can't do that. You're breaking this law. There's not a law to point to for them to say that, which is why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. The weird thing about... Like imagine a- entering into agreement with someone and then like the other mm. party's like, okay, well, if we're going to do this agreement, like, like you're going to be my default mm. person, you know, that... Like that, that's what I require for this agreement. And you're like, no, 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 I can't do that. No, 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 can't do that. You just, you just give me money and then I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And I have, you know, you have to allow other people in to this agreement, whether you want to or not. And I trust is notoriously as confusing as what you were just talking about. Like it's, here's the thing with antitrust cases. And I think I heard this in one of Ayn Rand's books or whoever, but um, you can be prosecuted for almost anything under antitrust law. If your prices are too high, you could be prosecuted for having a monopoly and price gouging people. If your prices are too low, you can be prosecuted for anti-competitive practices and trying to put your competitors out of business. If your prices match everywhere, you can be prosecuted for having a cartel and matching prices with all of the other businesses out there. And so any direction that they want, they can find a way to hurt your business. And so, so it, insane. you are always walking on eggshells. And that's why things like what we talked about with the censorship uh, and what the uh, Fifth Circuit Court ruled are so important because these businesses can literally be breaking antitrust law at all times. And it just depends on when the government decides they want to try and prosecute them. And they might not even think they're going to win. They might not win this case, but they're going to annoy the heck out of Google and make them spend a bunch of money for years and years. And no company wants to go through the headache of that. So sometimes you'll just decide to comply with them so you don't have to go through the headache. Well, the general counsel at the company wants to go through it. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) They get paid for this, you know. Now, this is um, this is interesting. Google grew up during an era of more relaxed antitrust enforcement, particularly against technology companies that developed innovative and often free ways to explore and use the Internet. Efforts to regulate Google and other technology giants have failed to advance in Congress in recent years. In the absence of such rules, the government is trying to use antitrust law to govern competition on the web and put curbs on the Internet's gatekeepers. Now, Because the government should own the Internet. Yeah, and they're literally saying that the lawmakers who are elected by the people to make laws and make regulations if they want to, well, the people who elect them aren't concerned enough about this at at all. Um, And so they're not passing any new laws or regulations. Uh, And so the federal bureaucracy, the Department of Justice is just going to go after them anyway, even though the people that are elected by the people have decided that it's not important enough Mm. for their constituents for them to go after. Um, I love this next paragraph. Why is Google facing a lawsuit? The uh, DOJ and a group of states sued Google three years ago, alleging it illegally maintains a monopoly in online search and related advertising markets. Google has about a 90% market share in search and maintains its dominance through restrictive agreements with browser and phone partners such as Apple, Mozilla, Samsung, Verizon, according to the DOJ. God, did you guys hear that? Monopoly, 90%. Yes. Now... (laughs) The other thing that I bet they're doing, I did not look into what they uh, are calling the market, but when they say market share, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll narrowly define the market share. So they could say something like um, internet browser search engines, like specific, and then they'll say Google has 90% of that. 
what might not fit into that is uh, ChatGPT or X or several other websites that people go TikTok. and look for things, TikTok, Snapchat. things like that. So what they'll do is they'll narrowly define it all the way down to something. They did the same thing with Microsoft. They they said it had to be a standalone computer uh, running this system based off of this particular Intel uh, chip. And so it basically narrowed the market all the way down to almost Microsoft, that Windows, that was it. Mm -hmm. uh, even though people were using Apple computers and Linux and these other companies at the same time, they narrowed the market share all the way down to whoever was using this one Intel chip. So they could narrowly define uh, Windows market yeah. and say that they were controlling that entire market. And so they, they, they pull this stuff. They, they do this all the time. Okay. Even though this is the biggest one in 20 years, these deals, the government says are illegal Make Google the default search engine on most U.S. phones. Google's separate agreements with Android-based mobile device manufacturers forbid pre-installing or promoting rival search engines if they opt to take a cut <laughs> of Google's search revenue. So if they want to take a cut of the revenue, they can't... Now remember, they can't pre-install. You can still download them. Or promote. Or pre you just... If you want to take a cut of Google search revenue, then they don't want you to do like, it. Look, if I'm going to pay you... yeah. I'm just asking that you don't promote somebody else because I'm paying you. Mm -hmm. Remember, like you're getting a cut. Did you did you know that? <laughs> I mean, this is so insane. I don't even know what to say. So we do advertisements for BetterHelp all the time. So insane. You know, remember BetterHelp? Mm -hmm. um, we can't we can't do any agreements with any other uh, providers that that provide the same or similar service in the same field as they do mm -hmm. at, at all. Like it's it's in our agreement. Like that can't we can't even do mention that. Talking about spaces. No, not even yeah. talk about any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So the, that's kind of a kind that's of a common because better help has a monopoly. Yeah, and, and they we are controlled. <laughs> and you know who they're hurting here? Here's funny. Here's the victim, Microsoft. <laughs> that's the victim in this scenario. All right, Bing, DOJ, nah, Duck, it's, Duck, Go. It's kind of funny. Um, it. It's kind of funny because this lawsuit was started three years ago. And if you pay attention to things like the stock market, you know that, well, Microsoft owns a big portion of, uh, or did they buy out? Anyway, OpenAI, who owns ChatGPT. Google stock tanked when that whole thing happened and ChatGPT blew up because the word on the street is that all search is going to be going through things like ChatGPT, not through Google. This has happened since the lawsuit started. And that's when it Google was not going before that. Bard. Bard, which which failed miserably mm -hmm. in their first test. And that is not accounted for in this lawsuit. This market is always changing. And so now people in the market are saying, well, all search is going to be going through basically ChatGPT, which is Microsoft. And Google's Bard is terrible. And they're trying to come up, they're frantically, Google is frantically trying to come up with something to compete with Microsoft in search right now, year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> Not when this lawsuit was started in 2020. You can't make this stuff up, man. It's pretty great. And you want to know who else with this victim? It's kind of funny. Um, the most search word on Bing is Google. <laughs> now this is in 2021. But when people say they're, uh, what is it? Edge uh, opens up mm -hmm. to Bing. They search Google to go search things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> Google's better mm -hmm. at searching, I, w I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Or it's just, you know, once you have your brand to a point where it's a verb, you Google things. Right. Then you you've kind reached of, kind of peak brand. You've won. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kind of like how Twitter used to be when you would tweet things. Mm -hmm. Once you're a verb, you've made it. You don't take away the verb, Elon. It's a terrible idea. Okay, mm -hmm. I get it. The name's dumb or whatever. But um, anyway, <sighs> these things bother me even when it happens to a company that I don't like. Okay, and I think that that's an important thing to know. Well, and the here. reason, but the, the biggest reason is because this only harms consumers. It does. They say they're protecting consumers, but they're doing the exact opposite because now when they break Google up or if they do, if they end up doing it or whatever the case may be. Um, it, what's going to happen is these types of things are just going to get more expensive, mm -hmm. you know, like, or they're not going to be as good. And so now you're just harming consumers. 
And as you mentioned, the market takes care of itself, right? Yeah. We can't, the government doesn't look into the future and like, okay, well, what, what is, does not exist right now that may exist in the future that could completely overtake Google, like AI, mm-hmm. you know, and, and are, is it going to be better because Google's been focusing a lot on search to be the best search. They weren't, they didn't have as big a team or as much investment in AI as some other people were because they had the incentive to overtake some of that market share. You know who did think about this outside of the government? Microsoft did mm-hmm. by buying 10% of open AI way back when. And because they knew that they needed to compete with Google and they were looking ahead to the future and knew that things were going to be moving to more AI-based searches. And so they go and they buy OpenAI and they get ChatGPT and all of a sudden people in the market are saying, Google might be screwed. We might have two or three more years of Google dominance and then this thing's going to crash unless they come up with something to compete with Microsoft because that's the way the market works. Mm -hmm. They always find a way. It's beautiful. It is. Despite what the government is doing. All for a motive of evil, scary profit. Terrible, terrible stuff. Uh, Speaking of profits, we could be coming up on a a strike on the automobile manufacturers Mm. coming up here soon. Now, we've talked about this a little bit because of their ridiculous 46% pay increase demand based off of how much the CEO pay went up at those companies. Uh, So we have mentioned this several times, uh, but there's... Just over 24 hours left before this deadline, Charlie, and they're nowhere close, apparently. Hmm. Um, it's not, they're not talking about all of them striking, but if you want to read through some of this or whatever yeah. you want to do. With just over 24 hours left before a strike deadline, UAW President Sean Fain said Wednesday that offers from the companies aren't enough and the union is getting ready to strike. Automakers contend that they need to make huge investments to develop and build electric vehicles while still building and engineering internal combustion in, uh, vehicles. They say an expensive labor agreement could saddle them with costs that would force them to raise prices above their non-union foreign competitors. And they say they have made fair proposals to the union. So s- Let me some, read that again. Yeah, They say an expensive labor agreement could saddle them with costs that would force them to raise prices above their non-union foreign <laughs> competitors. Does the union have a monopoly in this case? <laughs> should we uh, do? Should a, we break up the union? Should we do an antitrust case that against the union? That might be something I could get behind because they're <laughs> forcing them, yeah, to raise their prices. There's an important thing in here, which is that they're trying to do this transition to electric vehicles. Only Tesla has figured that out so far. These other companies have not figured it out. They're not making money off of it yet. It took Tesla a while to make money off of it, but they lost a lot of money in the process. Uh, these other companies like GM and Ford are not doing well on the Ford's losing a ton of money switching to electric vehicles. But guess what's happening? The government is essentially forcing them to switch over to electric vehicles. And so they're all trying to do this and it's they're burning through a ton of money. And while they're making well, money GM's right now leading the way, though, <laughs> they're leading yeah. the way mm-hmm. while they're making a ton of money right now, they're making a ton of money off of their uh, um, combustion engines with yeah. ice, internal combustion engines, yeah. <laughs> uh, vehicles, not off of the electric vehicles. And so they still need to pivot into this. But what pe- the workers are saying is, well, you guys made a lot of money. That all needs to go to the workers because without us, you wouldn't have made it. And there's been this argument really, really prevalent since the UAW thing, but their profits are going up, which means worker pay needs to go up. Right. And okay, that's a conversation, profit going up, worker pay can go up, or there's other thing, what if the profit goes down? Should the worker pay go down at that point? No, never. Well, I've made that argument. Nina Turner has responded, because a lot of people are saying that. Uh, She said, it does go down. Workers are laid off when profits go down. So So they fire people when profits go down. And so the alternative, like if you're going to make that analogy, is when profits go up, don't businesses hire people? And that's the thing that these these kind of folks, the socialist leftist kind of folks don't see, is that if you make a bunch of profits, you can invest in more production. And so you, instead of just taking, let's say you got a thousand workers, 
and you make all this profit and you're like, well, we're going to just pay these thousand workers a bunch more money and just keep on trucking. Well, what if we double our workforce and go to 2000 workers with this extra profit? Well, now you could say, well, the company had a lot of profits and they didn't give it to any of us. Look at that. <laughs> well, they hired a thousand more people. They gave it to new people. Yeah. That's where the money went to increase more production, <laughs> to make more money, which some, I didn't pull any of it up. Maybe it's a dumb bleep. Some guy responded to me and said, well, more production. That just means prices are going to go up. <laughs> huh? What? What? Huh? Or they invested more technology, which <laughs> yes. makes it easier, more efficient. Yeah. It actually brings the costs down. It kind of seems like it would bring costs down. The only down. reason why vehicle prices are getting more expensive is because there's more regulation to comply with. Yeah. There's obviously more features and different things they're putting in. They're getting the better. Yeah. To make them better, safer, all kinds of things. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with forced government regulations, like the cash for clunkers. That we <laughs> they're in Obama. Well, they also do these things like a, a, a company must have an average. Uh, I'll just pull a number out. 20, miles per gallon. 25 miles per gallon across all their vehicles. Mm -hmm. And so they have to drop off some of the cheaper, lower end vehicles that get worse mileage. Also trucks, stuff like that. But I think, I don't know if they do it across all vehicles or classes, uh, but what ends up happening is they'll get rid of the cheaper vehicles that weren't as fuel efficient. And I've got get, one of the last V8 Toyotas. Really? Yeah. Don't, don't even make V8s anymore, huh? Mm -hmm. Nope. Got that thing back in 1780. Wait, what what number is All it? All the new Tundras have a V6 with a turbo. What's the special 90? 1794. 94. What's special about that year? I don't know. They I, just picked it. They're they like, just, oh, 1794 is a big year. I mean, they're Japanese, so who knows what they were. That's true. It, it could be anything. Something could have happened in <clears throat> Japan in 1794 mm. that led them to make one of the best trucks ever made. Okay. I think. Let's see. If the companies continue to bargain in bad faith or continue to stall or continue to give us insulting offers then our strike is going to continue to grow. A lot of continues in there. Hmm. That says Fain. Uh, he said the targeted strikes with a threat of escalation will keep the companies guessing. That's what I like to do with my boss. Mm -hmm. Gotta keep him guessing. Guess what I'm going to do. <laughs> you have no idea. Huh? The UAW started out demanding 40% raises over the life of a four-year contract or 46% when compound, compounded annually. Initial offers from the companies uh, fell far short of those figures. The UAW later lowered its demand to around 36%. In addition to general wage increases, the union is seeking restoration of cost of living pay raises and end to varying tiers of wages for factory jobs. A 32-hour week with 40 hours of pay. <laughs> the restoration of traditional defined benefit pensions for new hires who now receive only 401k-style retirement plans. Pension increases for retirees and other items. So they want a guaranteed retirement that's not exactly based on how much money they put in, <laughs> like a 401k would be. They just want to buy into this failing, terrible. Listen, a lot of people got pensions out there. I got it. But listen, you're probably taking more back than you put in and you're helping bankrupt mm. not only the company, whatever state it is now that they're the ones that made these deals and everything, but pensions are freaking terrible. But that's what they want. They don't want the 401ks because that's like, so the company's it's based off of the actual money. <laughs> the company's upped their wage offers, but he still called them inadequate. Ford offered 20% over four and a half years. GM was at 18, and Stellantis was at 17.5%. That's a Chrysler, I think. The raises barely make up for what he described as minimal raises of the past. In 2019, the 2019 agreement, the union got 6% pay raises over four years with lump sums in some years, as well as profit-sharing checks. Top pay for assembly plant worker is now $32 per hour. 20% would be an extra, they'd be at $40 an hour. Mm. Yeah, more than what a nurse makes starting out. <laughs> so, all three companies' offers mm. on cost of living <clears throat> adjustments were deficient, he said, providing little to no protection against inflation or annual lump sums that many workers won't get. And like, you can see the, you know, we make these arguments that inflation hurts poor people and all it does is just make everything more expensive. And everyone's like, well, uh, blah, blah, that's not true. You actually see it play out mm -hmm. in things like this. Cost of living. Right. You know, because, and they'll literally come out and say, it's like, oh, there's no protection against inflation. We need the cost of living raises 
to combat inflation. And now, because, otherwise, we're getting poorer if we make the same amount of money and there's inflation. Because of the inflation, <laughs> uh, they're talking about a potential strike where they shut down auto production, uh, which would be really bad. I don't know if you know anyone knows this. That, mm-hmm. that would be a pretty bad thing uh, for a bit. And that's, like you said, that's a symptom of the high inflation, which is a symptom of all the uh, printing of fake money and sending it out to people in the first place. And I wonder who was talking about that happening. And it is, you know, like from the group here. And I want to go back to the videos of all these people that like when we started talking about this, that would come out and just talk about modern monetary theory and how people who talk about spending government money it causes inflation are stupid. And they don't profit over people and all that. Yeah. And it was transitory. Like... They said all of these incredibly, incredibly dumb and ignorant things. And here we are a couple years later and everyone's just like, forget, I want to take these people to task. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll make up, they'll have a reason for why it's not, of course they will, for why it's not that. Of course they will. They can't actually, they'll look. have someone else to blame. Yeah. There's no self-reflection whatsoever. And the thing is unions, you know, kind of uh, what someone said in the group here and what we alluded to earlier I see unions as monopolizing labor. Like they're creating a labor monopoly where, okay, if, so like if GM had a monopoly, the government would see that as a bad thing, you know? But if a union had all of the GM workers and they were dictating whatever they wanted from their side of the aisle and GM had no other option except for to use them, well, that's also a monopoly. And why is that not a bad thing? I, I don't know. I can't tell you, except for they want to stay in office and they care about voters voting for them. And GM is just a few people who run the company. And then how and is that the not people in the union. I know. <laughs> uh, because then you got the union who pays uh, for all of this uh, for, for their campaigns. So I don't. it's clearly a monopoly in my opinion. Which is why we stuck it right after that Monopoly piece. Mm-hmm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we're faced with a crossroads in life and we don't really know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs a little love. Whatever it is, therapy can help you map out your future and trust yourself to find a way forward. I've done therapy in the past and honestly it helped me quite a lot. Changed my life. Made me who I am today. And our co-host Charlie, he's still using BetterHelp to this day. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash G-M-L. One thing, uh, we'll skip over that for a minute. This is a funny one. Speaking of things that we write about, Charlie. Oh. We got another story here from the New York Times about Russia. It's pretty much every day, isn't it? (laughs) It's pretty, yeah, this is like, it's like a white pill Wednesday. And you know, we are wrong. We admit it. I know, I know. But it doesn't happen very often. Russia overcomes sanctions to expand missile production. So we've talked a lot about how the sanctions didn't do anything. This is another time where it didn't do anything. Russia has managed to overcome sanctions and, ex- and export controls imposed by the West to expand its missile production beyond pre-war levels, uh, according to U.S., European, and Ukrainian officials, leaving Ukraine especially vulnerable. Uh, in addition to spending more than $40 billion providing weapons for Ukraine, the U.S. has made curbing Russia's military supply a key part of its strategy to support Kyiv. As a result of the sanctions, American officials estimate that Russia was forced to dramatically so its pro- slow its production of missiles and other weaponry for six months. But by the end of 2022, Moscow's military industrial manufacturing began to pick up speed. American officials who spoke on condition of an- anonymity to disclose the sensitive assessment now concede. Russia subverted American export controls using its intelligence services and Ministry of Defense to run illicit networks of people who smuggle key components by exporting them to other countries from which they can be shipped to Russia more easily. Hmm. So they just send them to another country that will then just send them to Russia and then the sanctions don't matter in less than a year yeah since the war began russia rebuilt trade in critical components by routing them through countries like armenia and turkey less than a year it took them to figure mm. out how to reroute how about that 
Uh, let me see if there's anything else important. Nope, nope, that's about it. Except for before the war, they were making 100 tanks a year. Now they're producing 200 tanks uh, per year. And that's after we try really hard to get them to uh, decrease all of their yeah. production. Gotta love those sanctions. It's awesome. Uh, one more. Did you see that video of Putin talking about um, the presidency? Uh-uh. I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh-uh. He basically said how the United States is making a fool of themselves and the whole world. And he was talking about democracy. He's like, mm-hmm. so you're going to preach democracy. And right now you're trying to arrest a former <laughs> president and a presidential candidate. Yeah. And you're going to preach democracy to the rest of the world. I mean, he's like, it's laughable. It is. He's, he's not wrong. Right. He's not wrong about that. I wouldn't say he's, um, you know, someone who practices whatever it is that he's preaching right now, but he is making the point that the America is clearly hypocritical. Yeah. He's calling them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like you're (laughs) hypocrites. Here's something interesting. uh, That's not super political, except for it's going to involve the FDA and uh, some other stuff. Did you know that recently and finally the FDA announced that this, uh, decongestion medication have you ever taken like Sudafed stuff like that Mm -hmm. well the medication in that or the active ingredient what was it called I've been scrolling through trying to figure out what the uh, the name of it is starts with a D no starts with a P it's a P it's uh, not Sudafedrin it's um, uh, phenylephrine yeah phenylephrine Um, doesn't work Mm. they've actually been saying it didn't work now for like 20 years or so like 17 years or so, and they finally are saying, oh yeah, the FDA finally said, no, no, this doesn't work. Now, I'm trying to remember, is uh, phenylephrine the one that they changed over because the the real Sudafed... This is a replacement it, for pseudo, yes. Yeah. they Because, because they put pseudo behind the counter because of meth. Yes. And so we're making meth with it. This is the replacement because of that mm-hmm. that all these companies have come up with, and uh, the long story short of this, we can go through. I find this really interesting. If you so sorry, pseudoephedrine. Yeah, it's actually called pseudoephedrine. <clears throat> is the real the real stuff that's behind the counter? You can only buy like one pack a month or something like that. So you've got pseudoephed PE, um, Dayquil, Tylenol, cold and flu, uh, Benadryl, allergy plus congestion. Uh, the author here says, unfortunately for you and me and everyone else in the country, the decongestant in all of these pills and syrups is entirely ineffective. The brand names might be different, but the active ingredient aimed at congestion is the same, phenylephrine. Roughly two decades ago, oral phenylephrine began proliferating, this is a tough one, proliferating on pharmacy shelves despite mounting and now damning evidence that the drug simply does not work. Quote, It's been an open secret among pharmacists, says Randy Hatton, a pharmacy professor at the University of Florida, who filed a citizen petition in 2007 (laughs) and again in 2015, asking the FDA to reevaluate phenylephrine. This week, an advisory panel to the FDA voted 16 to nothing that the drug is ineffective orally, which could pave the way for the agency to finally pull the drug. (laughs) 16 to nothing. They're like, uh, yeah, clearly yeah. obvious. It yeah. doesn't do anything. We mm. all know that. Mm. They're like, oh, we forgot to have the phenylephrine vote. I thought we did that 20 years ago. So just to clarify for Owen, because I don't want to throw any misinformation out. Orally is how they're saying it doesn't work. Mm. It gets broken down by your gut, never makes it to your nose. The stuff that has it for nasal spray and stuff, this drug does, when it's in your nasal passage, does work as a decongestant. But it's got to be a nasal spray, mm. not, not anything that you take orally. Like they literally have zero evidence. Over-the-counter oral decongestants weren't always this bad, but in the early 2000s, states began restricting access to pseudo, just going to call it pseudo, a different drug that actually is effective against congestion because it could be used to make meth. So the Combat Methamphetamine Epidemic Act, signed in 2006, took the restrictions national you can still buy a real deal Sudafed containing pseudo, but you have to show an ID and sign a logbook. Meanwhile, manufacturers filled over-the-counter shelves with phenylephrine replacements, such as Sudafed PE. The PE is for phenylephrine. But you would be forgiven for not noticing the different name. <clears throat> the switch from pseudo to phenyl was a big mistake, says Ronald Eccles, who ran the Common Cold Unit 
Uh, let's see. Eccles was critical of the switch in 2006. The evidence he wrote at the time was already pointing to fennel as a lousy oral drug. Anyway, they go through the story of these people who were trying to prove that this didn't work. They proved that it didn't work back in the mid-2000s. Basically, nothing ever happened. They just kept it on the shelves. And they don't allude to this, but I've got a theory. My theory is that all of these drug companies already made all of this medication with all of this stuff in it and sold it as decongestants. And they knew that the government was blocking pseudo from being out on the store shelves and they were putting it behind the counter. My, my theory is that they just let it slide because all of these drug companies wanted them to let it slide so they could keep selling this stuff. Of course. Now, that they're not saying the drug is dangerous or anything like that. And some of these medications have other ingredients in them that do help with, with uh, congestion. Uh, but the main ingredient that's supposed to do it, apparently they find zero of it. Zero percent makes it one percent. Sorry. No reason to have hyperbole or anything like that. Exaggerate that. One percent actually can make it to your nasal passage. Yeah. The rest of it gets destroyed in your gut. Well, thank God we have <clears throat> an agency like the FDA. To keep us all well informed. Yeah. And so we can make better decisions. Actually, like, <laughs> I, I think it's a couple things working together. You get the, the, uh, the meth law, whichever one it was. Can't remember the name of it now. Uh, the methamphetamine epi epidemic. Act. And so they come up with this drug that they can replace all the stuff that was on the shelves. And then I think the companies and their friends at the FDA were just like, Hey, people are buying it. You know, people are congested. They're going to be, they're unhappy anyway. Mm -hmm. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Uh, this stuff helps a little bit. Which and like, so they just kept it. I don't it. feel like we should pull it from the shelves. Which just like people should be able to have the information, mm -hmm. you know, because like, look, if you want to take, you know, basically a sugar pill and then you feel better, well, who cares? I think that's awesome. Do it. Yeah. yeah. It I, works. <laughs> yeah. If I sell you some water, you know, and then, but, but the thing is you like, I don't feel like you can lie to people. If like, if I sell you some water and I'm like, this is going to heal you, you know, and it, there's no evidence that it does that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what's wrong. But if I sell you some water and you drink the water and you're like, and you believe mm. yourself through no coercion from me, and then you want to keep buying that, whatever it is, sugar, doesn't matter. Um, then I should be allowed to sell it to you. Now, what I want to know is, these drug companies that make these products, they've probably known for a while that this stuff didn't actually work for congestion, right? Probably when they made it. The FDA has known for a while that it didn't actually work on congestion. For almost 20 years. What about all the people who have spent all this money? This $1.7 billion per year spent on these decongestant, decongestant medications. That don't decongest. The FDA and the companies know that the main ingredient doesn't work. And so who is anyone liable for anything here? That's not even discussed in this article. I, I saw the thing in the, in the, the group. live group yeah. wants to know how effective is meth on congestion. And uh, the everything. response is hundred percent better than Coke. Just, yeah, <laughs> just, in case, just so you know, that's not coming from me. I'm not recommending no, it's anything. in the live group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in the Fed Haters Club. Too bad I you, took that TTS thing off of there. You could join by going to joingml.com. <laughs> oh, important part before we part ways. Last paragraph. Important part before we part. Mm -hmm. Parting words. Restricting pseudo has not curbed the meth epidemic either. Meth-related overdoses are skyrocketing after Mexican drug rings perfected a newer, cheap way to make methamphetamine without using pseudofedrin at all. This actually... Effective drug still remains behind the counter while ineffective ones fill the shelves. Now, there's a couple things there, okay? <laughs> one, the first one that's obvious is that, well, the, the fact that the law didn't work, that's pretty obvious. And then they're keeping it behind the counter still. You have to show your ID, mm. which I've done before um, because I know, I knew the difference, luckily. Yeah. Um, and... But the, the funniest part about this is, is that by the United States making this law, it forced the drug cartels to more quickly pivot to and gave them the incentive mm -hmm. to find a cheaper, more effective way to create meth. 
Which made meth more prevalent and easier to get for everyone. Yeah, and skyrocketing. <laughs> tight, Not to tight, mention, tight, tight. It's blue. <laughs> Not to mention all the Adderall that people take, which is basically uh, legal meth. It's methamphetamine, salt. It's yeah. People are getting addicted. I think that's honestly the real the next like because opiates is kind of I mean still increasing with fentanyl and stuff like that, but I think the next one is like going to be meth mm-hmm. and it's because people you know they get prescribed Adderall and I'm not saying people don't have ADD or ADHD or whatever or narcolepsy or narcolepsy or anything like that and people don't need something a uh, type of medication but the problem with a medication like Adderall is it becomes addictive yeah yeah extremely addictive right and now like you can't function without it because especially as you keep increasing doses because people get that little dopamine hit and it's like, that's what you get addicted to. Yeah, but like, extended release stuff, you don't have that problem. That's not, you get not the XR. True. You get the meth XR. Same thing. It's not thing. that bad, you know? Yeah. All right, we got to go. Yeah, it is an amphetamine salt, yes. But it's literally, so it's, it's legal meth. I did forget to take mine yesterday. That's how addictive it is. I don't take uh, Adderall, though. Yeah. I take pre, pre-meth. Pre-meth. My body has to make its own meth, okay? And look, I'm not saying people don't need it. I'm just saying that it's the next, it's going to be the next. Now, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. Is it as addictive as opiates are? I don't, you know, I don't know about that, but I don't know. I've, there's a lot of people who struggle. It's very common. It's a common thing. With, with those medications. And so y'all got to be careful out there, even if the FDA approves it. You do. You I'm about be, to go full anti-pharmaceutical products, honestly. I, that's me. This I, whole system is so freaking rigged and corrupt that I don't trust the single thing that any of them are doing. I hardly ever I really don't. take medication because I'm like, I just don't want to be, I don't want to be dependent on anything at all. I mean, you were nice enough when I was struggling, if, you know, a while ago, like, hey, mm-hmm. if you can't sleep at night, you know, like I can help you sleep. And, um, uh, I was which offering was, you drugs, not, you know. Yeah, which was kind. I wasn't trying to cuddle with you Which or was kind, but yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be dependent on medication. So, like, I can't sleep without it. So, it's like, no, I'm just going to kind of suffer through this moment in time for a little while. And then eventually I'll be able to sleep again. But I'm, I'm off of Ambien and Lunesta. Are you? I haven't taken it in months. So, oh. I, I take a, a, um, a melatonin pill now. And I've been on Ambien and Lunesta for like four or five years now how do you feel i sleep sleep fine i think my brain's a little bit clearer actually because those drugs cause um memory problems can cause memory loss if you take them long term and so i wanted to stop taking them can't quite remember when i stopped (laughs) (laughs) i wonder why i wonder why you can do it anyway i'll get off my soapbox about that kind of stuff um no, but Obviously. if you're taking this stuff, there's a drug you can buy at Walmart drug. It's a pill. It's called Sleep 3. And it's a time-released melatonin slash calming, you know, like L-theanine and all, all this kind of stuff. Um, Which I melatonin is a natural. Yeah. I could never just take melatonin. I'd be too drowsy. It was terrible. All right. They should be paying me for this. But listen, I took Ambien and Lunesta for years, had terrible problems sleeping. And... Our friend John, who also had taken Lunesta, told me about Sleep 3, uh, which was like 10 bucks for a month's supply at Walmart. Took it. Like, literally, I just stopped. No Lunesta, Sleep 3, sleeping fine. No drowsiness, nothing. I love that. I've never had that happen before. It's, yeah. it's nuts. So if you're taking this and you want to be done with some of those pills, I would suggest trying it. And I'm not like, obviously, this is not medical advice. I'm not a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. I just want people to you know, be aware that even if your doctor or the FDA or whoever says that it's totally fine, it could end up not being totally fine. The thing is, and you just have to be aware of that. What we need is a free market in this scenario, because when, what I just, it bothers me what I just said earlier about how I don't trust the whole system. I don't want to take any of these companies products because I don't trust anything any of them are saying. And that's because they're not, bound by any code of free market ethics, which means they could have some kind of competitors come in and do something better or even getting in trouble if their product is doing a bad job. 
or all these companies who knew that this this uh, decongestant didn't work? Who's been selling it to people? No one for 20 years that it didn't work. And the FDA known for 20 years allowing it. What's going to happen from that? Mm. All the billions of Americans dollars that have gone into these products over this time. Nothing. Somebody in live group mentioned that sleeping pills almost killed Eminem in his career. Look at Michael Jackson. The dude yeah. was being put to sleep by a medical doctor, a yeah. doctor who was giving him propofol, which basically is that's that's what you get when you go under anesthesia, mm-hmm. by the way, among other things. But propofol. Yeah, you're on a propofol drip typically, which puts you to sleep. Um, so anyway, a medical doctor was actually so pumping him full of propofol and other things to help him sleep. Then Adderall and other things to help him wake up. And it was just like that he couldn't function without a medical doctor administering medication to allow his body to function. And then it killed him. That's basically like worst case scenario. It killed but him. You don't, you don't want to get all the way to there. Right. It's bad. Your nose falls off. There's like terrible things. Yeah. Your skin happen. goes from black to white. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, crazy. It's you don't want to do that. You lose so, yep. you know, so many victimhood statuses. All right. Anyway, soapbox over. <laughs> right, if go. you guys enjoyed today's episode, please share it around with friends, family members, and foes. Uh, leave us a rating review on Apple Podcast and Spotify right now. <laughs> it only takes, a I don't know, a minute or two. Leave us a rating and review. And go to GodHatesFeds.com. Be part of the Fed Haters Club. And pick yourself up a t-shirt while you're there. Or join GML.com. They'll get you directly in to our private Discord server. We got, we got new shirts coming up, by the way. I ordered test shirts. And uh, I'm just... Tesla short shirts or test... test. Shirts. Tesla. Test the design. Make sure it prints okay. Tesla shirts. They're just test shirts for the designs that we have on godhatesfeds.com. They'll be up as soon as the products come in and I like how the designs look, they'll be up on the website like next week. And people who are in the Fed Haters Club are going to get like a 50% off coupon or something for it. 50? They already pay. That's part of the deal. Run that by me. It's part of the deal. It just, probably can't be 50 because we would lo- actually lose money on that. That's why I said you didn't even so, run that by yeah, me. Not that. Um, but we will take... Charlie, are you fine with paying for t-shirts uh, for everyone? No. Sure, let's do it. No, the, we will take almost no profits on the shirts after we pay each other. No <laughs> profits after that. All right, y'all, do all those things. And if you do, we'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb bleep of the mother trucking week. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.